she is picking up her girls from school. She is standing alone at the monkey bars. She is always alone at the monkey bars. Word has got around. She's a minister. What, like in Parliament? That's cool. No, no, like in the church? Seriously, yeah, I know, right? The problem with Pentecost is that it so unambiguously requires of us that we carry the gospel out into the world. And therefore we blow our own covers. I mean, it's one thing to adore the infant Jesus, another to mourn the death of a man on a cross, as long as we stay safely hidden inside our communities. But it is something else, something very, very else, and to many very scary, to proclaim the gospel in every action we take. And to publicly proclaim ourselves to be those people, by which we mean followers of Jesus, by which so many in the world mean those rigid, homophobic, narrow-minded, quaint and cute that we still even exist Christians. Those people. She is picking up her girls from school. She is standing alone at the monkey bars. She is always alone at the monkey bars. Word has got around. She's a minister. What, like in the parliament? That's cool. No, 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 like in the church. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Pentecost. And God says, I will pour out my spirit upon you. How would your life change if you let yourself get drenched? Drenched with this pouring out. I was going to say, let ourselves catch fire, but it sounded too much like the Christians that we don't want to be. So what would this look like? And how would this change who you are in the world? Pentecost. Seven weeks after Easter, each year Christians celebrate Pentecost. Along with Easter and Christmas, it's one of the three major Christian festivals. And its roots lie, like so many Christian celebrations, in Judaism. The festival takes place 50 days after Passover and is linked to both Israel's farming cycle by celebrating the end of the spring harvest and the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. Within the Christian tradition, Pentecost celebrates the coming of the Spirit upon the followers of Jesus, fulfilling the promises given to us. The promise that he would be with us always. That he would not leave us orphaned. And that we were to be empowered to continue his work. Today is that day. Pentecost. And God says, I will pour out my Spirit upon you. Are you ready? The theologian and wise woman Dorothy Soleil once asserted that we are all mystics. We are all capable of having transcendent experiences even within the everyday routines of our lives. Transcendent. Does Soleil's claim ring true for you? And if it does, if you have stood in the middle of your everyday and experienced a pouring out of the holy, have you ex shared this experience? Have you told anyone? And if you haven't, why not? Word has got around, she's a minister. What, like in Parliament, that's cool. No, like in the church, seriously, yeah, I know, right? Sometimes we don't want to share because we're anxious about being judged. We don't want to be seen to be one of those people. And sometimes we don't share because we don't feel articulate. It's too much, too wondrous, too shocking, too much of a glimpse of a shifting light out of the corner of our eyes and how, how can we, how can we possibly pour holiness into an adjective or a verb? 
And sometimes we don't share it because it is so precious and because we fear to talk about it, to offer it to another because it feels like a risk. They might dismiss it or deride it or simply look at us as if we were ever so slightly bad. But Pentecost is a day that gives us a power, a power so unfathomably secret and holy and fleet, and then it kicks us out, out into the world to share this secret around. I had to go to St Vincent's Hospital the other day with my dad. St Vincent's, that labyrinth of linoleum and lights, lights flickering off, on, off. On, and the waiting rooms after waiting rooms of the great huddled masses of the public health system. And there they were, the people from all over the world gathered there in the hushed dark of broken fluorescence. And there were accents and there were languages unknown and unrecognised and there was resignation and there was loneliness. My dad had an accident while we were waiting. And so we went to the bathroom to sort it out and I waited by the door and he was taking forever. And I stood between the bathroom and the waiting room so as to not lose him and to not miss our appointment. And it was all pretty bleak. But then a man, like one of Lunig's tracksuit wearing angels, a man who didn't speak much English, this man, he went in. He went in after my dad and he brought him out to me. And he was very kind and then he went and found another man in a wheelchair who also didn't speak my mother tongue but who spoke his own and this man gave us a plastic bag from the bag of plastic bags which rested on his lap and he smiled at me and in that great darkness of the daily wing wing angel holy spirit like a dove an eagle soaring like bunjil like love that great darkness of the red clinic, red tongues of fire, holy one, pour out upon me in that darkness. I looked out at the rows huddled in their plastic seats and had a vision of such vastness and might hovering above our heads, an experience of a pouring out of the holy, and I knew that all of us in this room, although we may not speak the same language, please take a seat, do you need an interpreter? Do you need an interpreter? We could all understand each other, for we all know what it is to suffer and to be humiliated and to be frightened. And we all know what it is to wait with those we love. A tiny Pentecost story for you all from the Red Clinic of the Daily Wing. A tiny mystical story shining in the dark.